Hi, and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, State Clerk of the EPC. We pray that God uses Dean and his guests to inform and inspire you about the EPC and how God is working in and through our global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean. And thank you again, Rachel Joseph, as always. We appreciate those words of introduction. And thank you, my friends, for joining us for another edition of In All Things. And we appreciate that you join us, whether it's every Friday as we drop the podcasts on your favorite podcast sites or uh, whether you're picking this up later in the week to fit into your schedule. Perhaps you're on your way to work or sitting down with a good cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, we appreciate that you tune in listen in and are joining us in the conversation and we particularly appreciate when you share this on social or share it with others because we're a pretty low budget group and uh, word of mouth is the best way of spreading it and if you're able to do that with your elders your deacons your small group your pastors anybody in your church or your sphere of influence we appreciate that extended conversation We are in the middle of a mini-series right now in the podcast as we're kind of forecasting our upcoming 44th General Assembly. And so we're delighted today to have with us the person who is not only our Human Resources Director here in the Office of the General Assembly, but she wears another hat. It's a very large hat, and the hat is called General Assembly Lead. And so all things, planning, logistics, coordination that go through one person to be able to make sure that your experience at the EPC's General Assembly is a good one, and that is our own Marty Ratcliffe. So, Marty, thank you very much for joining us again for another edition on In All Things. Thank you, Dean. Yeah, I believe this is your second time with us. Yes, that right? yes it is. Yeah, we did something when we first started the podcast about HR because you have you know 20 plus years of experience in corporate HR. And I think a lot of our churches don't realize they may not have an HR professional in their congregation, or they may not have even a personnel committee, but they have questions from time to time about policies, procedures, and best practices and human resources. And they don't realize they've got someone in you that you're, you're kind of like, what's that? Uh, I think it's from Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> that, that is correct. And actually, I'm getting more and more questions and interaction with the churches yeah. On a weekly basis, which is great. Yeah. Well, we're here to serve them, and you do that exceptionally well. But I bet you're getting more and more phone calls now and emails regarding General Assembly, Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we do, today's episode of In All Things is brought to you by two of our sponsors. The first is the 44th General Assembly coming up on June the 18th, 19th, and 20th at Hope EPC Church in Cordova, Tennessee. And this year's theme is next based on 2 Timothy And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But the General Assembly is a time when the church comes together to conduct its annual business. It's a time when we worship. It's a time when we pray. A time when we eat together. A time when there is some really good equipping and best practices around, in particular, the four gospel priorities that we have established, uh, which is global movement and church health and church planting and effective biblical leadership. Um, But I think most people would say the reason why they love to come to the EPC's General Assembly is the EPC is, is not really a denomination, are we? 
we are a family of churches. And our General Assembly is kind of like our family gathering. And people come together for that reunion and just really enjoy being together. Sometimes they enjoy being together too much. We can't get them back <laughs> into the into the main hall for the plenary sessions and the main meetings, but that's a, a good problem to have. Our other sponsor for today, and I was informed by our IT lead, Scott Blanchett, that we're now up to three uh, official sponsors, which means we've gotten $3. Uh, we have three $1 bills here in the, the World International Headquarters for In All Things. And uh, the first one came from Tom Ricks and the EPC's church planting gospel priority. So we always want to be sure to lift that up. The second one came from Online Giving, which is an online platform that the EPC uses to help receive, as you might imagine, online giving. But today we're also being sponsored by faithanddoubt.com. Faithanddoubt.com is led by the Reverend Dr. Tim Filston, the senior pastor of First EPC in Thomasville, Georgia. And he has an online blog, faithanddoubt.com, where he explores from a scholarly, pastoral, thoughtful, and exceedingly well-written standpoint some of the basic questions, including some of the doubts and skeptics uh, that are out there regarding uh, current issues and thoughts around the church and our faith. And Tim is a great pastor. He's been a previous guest on In All Things. And so if you're looking for um, a good a blog to add to your reading list, we encourage you to consider faithanddoubt.com. Now, if you want to be a sponsor too, just as Tim is a sponsor, he gave us $1. We would be happy to take more than $1, but that's all it takes. And so far we're up to three. So it's a really high brow process that we've got going on here. So, all right. So let's switch gears, Marty. We've got our 44th General Assembly coming up. As I mentioned before, it's at Hope EPC in Cordova, which is really part of Memphis. How are the preparations going so far? I mean, most people come out of what I call a General Assembly hibernation sometime, you know, in May, even June. But you're thinking about this pretty much all year long, and we're already in pretty much high gear at this point. So how are things going so far? Everything is going great so far. We actually start right after the last General Assembly was over. We had meetings in Memphis in August and again in January, where our team from the Office of the General Assembly has gone to Memphis and met with Hope. And now we are a bunch of busy bees behind <laughs> behind the scenes getting getting everything ready. Yeah. And Hope is a great church to work with because they've done it before. They're veterans. They know what they're doing. Sometimes yes. if a church is hosting for the first time, they'll actually sit in on those meetings even well a year, year and a half in advance to kind of ramp up right. and learn the routine. Right. But Hope ramps up super fast because <laughs> they've done it before and it's such a, an amazing facility. In terms of working with Hope in the facility, what would people expect if they come? Just in terms of Hope Church, if they come to the General Assembly this year, what would they find? Well, it always amazes me at Hope that it is so large. Yeah. I mean, it is just a, a huge space. And yet, it's very comfortable and very home-like. Mm. Um, they have a lot of spaces that you can 
take a small group of people, one or two, and have a sofa to sit on, a nice comfy chair. At our the first General Assembly that I went to there, I actually fell asleep on a sofa <laughs> um, during a break before dinner. And as I was waking up, I realized there were about 20 people sitting around me, but it was just right. very comfortable. Right. And they've got, you know, depending on the weather, they've got great outdoor space too. They've got gardens around the yes. place. and. So lots of places for breakout where that family reunion can kind of happen. A lot of great meeting rooms of all sizes. The sanctuary is enormous. The worship team is spectacular. I mean, really amazing. And as you would expect, not just from an EPC church, but a a church in Memphis, incredible Southern hospitality. So we're going to eat well. The food is always great. Their their catering department, uh, Jennifer, who leads that, is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited to work with them. They're great partners. Cherry Hills was great last year as well. I mean, I think you've done a great job, Marty, of cultivating these relationships. Some of the churches that we go to on a regular basis, like Ward and Hope, we know the people. They know us. Our cultures fit and match. In fact, we're going back to Ward. That's maybe a little bit of a surprise announcement for some who are listening in. But after we're at Hope this summer at our 44th General Assembly in 2024, our 45th General Assembly, which is 2025, will be back in uh, in Michigan at, at Ward Church. Yep, and they know what they're doing, too. They know what they're doing, too. Yeah. And, and we so, always feel like we make really good friends through this process. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know this is probably way out there for people and they don't even have it on their radar yet, but our 50th General Assembly, or what we'll call our Jubilee Assembly when the time comes after the year of Jubilee from the scripture, which is the 50th year, will be uh, in 2030 and it will be back at Ward Church again because that's kind of our our mother church, if you will. And so we thought it was important to go back there and we're already squared away on that. So we're, we're working ahead on things and trying to get ahead on things. But right now we got one general assembly in front of us <laughs> that we need to deal with. Now the last year we changed up the structure a little bit. And right. so kind of, could you give us a broad overview of the structure? You don't have to get into all the details, but if someone hasn't been to general assembly last year, they'll come and find something a little bit different the way we've organized. It's three days instead of four. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but how does each day lay out in general? Well, we start and end each day with worship, which is wonderful. And then in between on Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have plenary sessions, one from each of the gospel priorities. And then we also in the midst of that, we will have our business sessions. Right. We also have network lunches every day that different organizations will come and you can have lunch and meet with them. And then on Thursday are our equipping sessions. And that again is the gospel priorities presenting speakers and talks on different things that relate to the gospel priorities. Right. So if I remember right, and I don't have the list right in front of me, I think on Tuesday morning, our plenary is going to be effective biblical leadership. Tuesday afternoon is going to be world outreach. And of course, Tuesday night's worship service is maybe one of my favorites. That's the one where we commission our global workers. It's a very emotional, powerful service. And then on on Wednesday, we'll hear from our friends with uh, Church Health and Church Planting. One of our big speakers this year is Sam Rayner, the son of Tom Rayner, 
who wrote a book that's kind of all the rage right now called, it's called The Surprising Return of the Neighborhood Church. And it actually, um, the data that Sam found in his research actually matches up almost perfectly with the work that our church health team has been doing. And that's, I think, part of why, for those who haven't heard, that we received recently a, a very substantial grant from the Lilly Foundation for church revitalization, because they found that what our church health people are doing, much like what Sam Rayner has been writing about, is kind of at the tip of the spear for post-COVID church revitalization. And so we're excited to have Sam come, and there will be other great speakers as well. And you mentioned some business. I'll get into that in a little bit. That's my area of specialty. So we'll talk about that in just a few moments. But I was thinking a little bit, Marty, as we prepare, because you've been doing this now for eight years which is kind of stunning, right? (laughs) Yeah, you started when you were 15 years old, which is is crazy. But you've learned a lot. We've adapted. One of the things that we do is, is you mentioned the August meeting. You know, we started right away. One of the things we've been doing the last couple of years is we do a, a debrief. We do a survey of all the commissioners. We take in all the data from what they've said, and we evaluate that, and we look at making some changes uh, around that. And one of the changes that we're, we're going to try to do this year is we're, we're kind of skinnying down the plenaries a little bit. We're going to try to create a little more breathing room for our lunches and our meals and moving around between things because that was some feedback we got last year, right? Yes, definitely. People come to General Assembly, I think most of all, to fellowship. Yeah. The business is a big part of it, but people like to have their fellowship time. They sure do. So this year we have made a very concerted effort to bake that time in and actually plan for more fellowship time. So the feedback that we received, we took that seriously and we worked hard at trying to see how we can integrate that in. Another piece of feedback we've received over the years as we've had a growing number of young pastors' families uh, with kids. We sat down with our friends at Hope Church and we said, what is possible? And we have some exciting new news to announce for the 44th General Assembly. You want to share that with us? Well, it's just going to be phenomenal because of course hope does everything with excellence and they have a tremendous program set out for the children all the way from babies through teenagers Um, they have a plan for the kids for the week now they don't have a plan for adults who act like children is that (laughs) correct I've, i've not heard that no, I haven't heard that okay. either. We'll have to see about that one. But yeah, I mean, that's a big change for us. I mean, we've heard from young families, hey, we would like to be there. But number one, we're, we're a young family on a limited budget. And how can we do that if there's no provision for our kids? And Hope has the capacity to do that. They had the passion to do that. And I think, especially because this General Assembly is focused on the next generation, we wanted to say, okay, we've heard you. Uh, we're going to try to do everything we can. And thankfully, Hope is such great partners that from child care all the way up to programming, and they're playing like Water Day and trips to parks. And I mean, they're really going all in. Yes, they're going all out. And I think the children will just have a wonderful time. And they are also planning to have from middle school through high school to have those kids to be actually involved with worship service announcements different things wherever they can get the kids up on stage with their parents or with other adults and i think that will be really good for for the kids yeah so it's not going to be this perfunctory thing it's going to be they're actually going to be involved in stuff that's really cool 
Well, I mean, each of those things don't come for free. I mean, Hope is, is super generous, and they've done a lot of things for us to, to really keep the cost down. But there are going to be some additional costs for some of those programs. Is that right? Yes. And I think it's it's quite reasonable. In yeah. fact, it's the same price that we charged six years ago when we were at Hope. Yeah. Um, so if the price has not changed in six years for them to offer this, it, Wow. is a very good thing. Name one thing that you bought six years ago <laughs> that costs the same thing today. Right. So it will be $150 for the three days per child, which I think is incredibly reasonable. Yeah. And we are also planning to offer some scholarships for people that are in need, so that will be helpful. We, we don't want any of the costs to prohibit um, people right. from bringing their families. Yeah, that's going to be part of my job this spring. We have some funds, but those funds are limited. So I'm going to spend some time this spring going out and raising some additional funds so that if someone applies to us for some scholarship assistance and help, because we know the resources for these young families are very limited. They're graduating from seminary with college and graduate level debt, and then they go to perhaps a smaller church that isn't paying them a a huge salary, and they've got to take care of their family, and the church's resources are limited. So uh, we understand that, and we're going to try to do our best to raise some funds. I think last year we gave out over $10,000 worth of scholarships to different folks, mostly um, smaller churches, and what people don't know is 62% of the EPC's congregations have under 100 members. So we uh, have a lot of smaller churches, and the resources are at a challenge. So we're going to try to do what we can. But I also think it's helpful for churches to take some ownership of this as well. For example, if you're listening to this and you say, wow, it would be a real value for my pastor and their family to be able to go to GA, but we have limited resources. I know when I pastored the Climber Church, which had about 80 members, one of the things we would do for special occasions like that is we would have like a spaghetti dinner <laughs> or a car wash or something, you know, and you can you can raise $500 with a spaghetti dinner or a car wash, and that could be the difference between your pastor being able to go to General Assembly or not. And so as a way of caring for them and as a way for connecting to the church, I hope our local congregations will do what they can. And certainly in the office of the General Assembly, we're going to do what we can to try to make sure that as many of our particularly young families who are teaching elders and and global missionaries can be there. So I've been thinking about this a little bit, Marty, because of your your experience and the years that you've been doing this. I bet there's a a short list, and we're going to call it maybe the top five. The top five things that you wish people knew when they were registering or planning on coming to General Assembly. As the kind of inside expert, what would be the top five things you wish they knew ahead of time? And this is, if they're listening and paying attention, this is well ahead of time. There's time to plan. So let's try to get this into the subconscious of the entire denomination. What's your top five list? Well, I think the biggest thing is to plan ahead. Right. Start thinking about it now. Watch for the deadlines. Registration will open on April the 1st. Okay. But you don't want to wait because as time progresses from April 1st until June 1st, the prices go up. Right. And there's always that person that will call me or more than one person who will call me the day after the prices are raised. Oh, I didn't realize or I forgot. So that planning ahead for that is really important. Okay, planning ahead is huge. And so that's that's registrations, but it's like, you know, you got to plan. Are you going to drive? Are you going to fly? hotels, I mean, you know, registering for the children's programs, all of that. Right. Okay. What's number two? Uh, Commissioner certifications. Oh, right. Okay. 
is huge. Okay. Um, Tell me more. I collect all of the certifications from the churches, and that's a very important part of a commissioner coming. Uh, churches, their sessions, elect their commissioners that right. will come and represent their church at General Assembly, and there's paperwork that goes along with that. Yeah. And I take that in to make sure that the commissioner is eligible for vote. And if vote. they're not eligible, they're not voting. Right. Right. So that's super important. And we do have a number of business items coming up at this General Assembly that will be important. So they want to make sure that they get those commissioner forms in soon. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right. That's number two. What about number three? Um, well, I try to be a resource and General Assembly is another one of those things where it's my job to know every piece that's going on. And I get a lot of questions, but I, I love it. So if you have any questions about anything, please call me, email me, and let me work it through with you. My history professor used to say the only bad question is the one that isn't asked. That's correct. Right. So you, you number three, you would say not only plan ahead, get those commissioners' forms uh, in, and number three, ask questions if you don't know. Because there's, there's a lot of complex pieces to this. And if you haven't come before, it, it's no shame in that. Just ask, and you, you're here to serve them. Right. Okay. Definitely. And I just want everyone to know that there are a lot of complex pieces and I have an incredible team. Yes, you do. It's not just me doing this. There is a whole, a whole team of people that put this together and we work really hard. And yeah. I, sometimes I think people come and maybe take it for granted a little bit that yeah. all of this is going on, but it does take a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, if everything goes well, people don't really notice. Right. But if something isn't quite the way they expected, then all of a sudden your eye kind of goes. It's kind of like, you know, if you're looking at something and it has no blemishes, you don't really notice it. But then if there's a blemish, like that little mark on the wall behind you, you know, my eye is drawn right to that thing that is the blemish, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think there I would add just the word of be patient and kind. Yes. Right? Think Think well of one another, and we hope as our staff has a smile on their face serving you, you'll realize that they've been working hard to prepare for your coming. and Be kind and gracious in response. Okay. And one thing I want to mention, we didn't talk about what's going to happen on Monday this oh, year. okay, yeah. Um, so that'll round out my top five. Okay. <laughs> so on Monday of this year, we are planning for everyone to go to the Civil Rights Museum Right. as a means of preparing for the pastoral letter on racial hope and lament, lament and hope that will be coming. And we are also going to have a fellowship time in the evening that Hope is going to prepare for us at no cost, Wow! Um, where we can go to a brewery, and it looks like a really fun place, play cornhole. Yeah, and, cornhole and, and all kind of games and fire pits and places to hang out. Music, and, food yeah. trucks, all kinds of things. Yeah. And so we want everyone to, to come on Monday and have that fellowship, that time at the, at the Civil Rights Museum as well. Yeah, so we have a pre-assembly day. Because we heard you and you said we love the fellowship time, we built in that time ahead of time as well where people can do something really meaningful to kind of create the context for the assembly, being in Memphis especially, right? I mean, it's the place where the sanitation worker strike was, the place where Dr. Martin Luther King was shot. There's so much uh, history 
there to come and to kind of take that in prior to the assembly. I encourage people to come in on Saturday if they could. Come to Hope Church on Sunday or come to Second Pres or Advent or or uh, Faith. I mean, there's so many. We've got a real cluster of churches there in Memphis. Uh, worship on Sunday, go to the Civil Rights Museum on Monday, that fellowship time at that park. The food trucks are, the food there is on them, right? I think the food trucks are yes. going to be there, yes. but if they want to eat, the, the food trucks aren't being paid for. They're just being arranged. But the park itself is Although for us. Although Hope may cater, and if Hope, okay. and if Hope does the catering, then, then that it, would be, covered. That would be okay. covered. All right, well, more, more to be learned later then. Yes. It's a great top five list, Marty. Thank you very much. And we're looking forward to the 44th General Assembly that's coming up uh, the 18th, 19th, and 20th of June in Cordova, Tennessee at Hope EPC Church and the pre-assembly opportunities on that Monday, the 17th. Of course, the General Assembly this year is themed titled Next, and it comes from 2 Timothy 2.2, which reads this way. And what you have heard... From me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So the notion is Paul telling Timothy that what he has passed on to him, Timothy should pass on to others, who then will pass on to others. That's what I refer to as disciples who make disciples who make disciples. There's actually four generations just in that one verse. And it's interesting because earlier in Second Timothy, in the opening greetings, when Paul's writing to his beloved protege, if you will, he says to him, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors. So you get this idea of kind of generation to generation. With a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers day and night, I remember your tears. I long to see you that I may be filled with joy, and I'm reminded of your sincere faith a faith that has dwelt first with your grandmother Lois, then your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you also. And for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you from the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. And Marty, that's my top three things. I pray that we would come in a spirit not of fear because we live in this cultural moment right now with a national election cycle. It just seems like the atmosphere we live in is just juiced and stoking people's uh, fears and concerns. But rather we would come in a spirit of power, love, and self-control, as Paul says in this generational passage from Timothy going on down. And that's the kind of culture the EPC has had. That's the family reunion we look forward to uh, when we come together in Memphis. And uh, we're just so grateful to you for all the good work you do in preparing to get us there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll pick on, I think it was uh, Marty's number three on the list, which was if you have any questions, please be sure to go to our website at epc.org and begin to explore the banner there that will be for the upcoming 44th General Assembly. And if you have any questions that aren't answered there, um, because we're working in live time to serve you well, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to Marty with an email or a phone call, and we can answer those questions so that you can prepare well ahead of time uh, to join us for the 44th General Assembly. Well, my friends, this ends this special edition. I'm preparing for the General Assembly. I hope that you would share this with your elders and your pastors and folks in your church who might consider coming to General Assembly or at least, the very least, praying for us as we prepare for General Assembly. Uh, We'll do another episode perhaps coming up in the very near future on some of the issues uh, before General Assembly. Uh, We'll save that one uh, because not all the presbyteries have met yet and we don't know yet 
all the business that's going to be coming to this General Assembly. But hopefully we'll know that uh, very soon. And as soon as we do, we'll turn around and get that information out to you so you can come well prepared for that part of the GA as well. Well, just a reminder, my friends, as we conclude this time together, what the scripture teaches us, that the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, that's in Jesus, all things have been created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and they're for him. He is before all things, and in him all things, including our 44th General Assembly, hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. And with that, my friends, until the next time we gather in this venue to continue the conversation, I bid grace and peace to you. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of the entire team, please join us for our next episode. For more information about the EPC, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.